Hello and welcome, 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 ladies. Welcome to my podcast, The Fab Tea Todd. I'm so happy that you guys are joining me today. This is episode three. And yeah, I'm just happy that you guys are here. So let's see, I should probably get into where you should find me at, right? And all that good stuff. So please be sure to follow me on Instagram at Becoming Fabulous with T Todd. That's Becoming Fabulous with T-E-A-T-O-D-D. And you can also follow me on Twitter, which I'm still working on, but that is at BFAB T Todd. And that's BFAB T-E-A-T-O-D-D. Um, and then also please go over and subscribe to my YouTube channel, which is just T Todd, T-E-A-T-O-D-D. So yeah, um, what is going on? What is going on? Well, let me tell you guys a little bit about, you know, my podcast. So my podcast is for ladies who are looking to be, oh my gosh, <laughs> sorry, that was my neighbor. Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard that, but it, he dropped something. <laughs> but uh, where did I leave off? So yeah, my podcast is for ladies who are looking to become their best fabulous self. I focus mainly on women who have lost themselves and for women who are looking to get back to themselves. Um, I am working on becoming better and I hope you ladies are too, but working to becoming better one day at a time. Um, this is a no judgment zone because we are all women here and we all been through something in our life that has changed us that got us to this point. But on the brighter side, here we are, we are learning and we are growing and we are becoming better one day at a time. So with all that being said, um, in today's episode, I want to discuss um, the seven environments of wellness. So what does that mean? Um, Excuse me. So if you watch my YouTube video, I briefly kind of went over the seven environments of wellness. Um, and my thought process of this is I realize that I need all areas of my life to kind of be functioning in order for me to be at my best, I guess you could say. So I kind of see it as like a circle. Um, and all these things fit inside the circle. And when something's outside the circle, of course, that's where you feel like you don't have control. You, you know, there's chaos in the home or in your life. And you just want to, you know, you want to be well balanced. You want to get back to having that balance. So the seven environments of wellness that, uh, and I didn't come up with this. However, I was speaking to a friend and I was just telling her, like, going through my journey, I realized I needed these things to work in order for me to feel joy and fulfillment. And she was like, oh, my gosh, that sounds like something I had come across. And she ended up sending me 
um, a link and it was from UCR, UC Riverside. And that's actually the school um, I graduated from. Um, and I believe they called it the seven environments of, let me see if I can pull that up real quick. I already closed it. Um, okay. So according to ucr.edu, they call it the wellness wheel. And when she sent that to me, I was like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. But there's a couple of them that I didn't even think about, but I'm like, this all works together. So let me pull up my diagram again. So, okay. So the seven environments of wellness, I like to call it (laughs) to become fabulous. Um, You need to have all these things in order, in order for you to fully maximize or to fully feel at peace, well, balance, joy, all the, all that good stuff. Right. Um, so the first one is physical environment. Number two is emotional environment. The third is intellectual environment. The fourth is social environment. The fifth is spiritual environment. The fifth is environmental environment. And the seventh is occupational environment. So I definitely want to break all these down. Um, and go into more detail about this because I know for me personally, when I was, you know, going through it and when I really did lose myself, I realized a lot of these were in disarray. And because of that, I wasn't myself, of course, you know. So I think as women, if we sit here and we work on each of these environments, um, and then try to get some type of perspective on how we can control it, we would be better. We will feel better. So maybe you're, you know, you're lacking in one area and maybe you can start working on it. Um, maybe, you know, you can get better in another area and you can start working on it. So the first one is physical environment. So what does your physical environment consist of? Um, You know, I think the first thing that comes to mind is your body, like your physical body. Can you move? Can you, you know, can you exercise? How do you look? How's your appearance? And yes, all that does come into play. But one of the things, oh, my husband's home. Let me pause for a second. All right, ladies. So I am back. (laughs) My husband literally just walked in the door. Um, So. Um, I really don't remember where I left off, but, um, your physical environment. So part of your physical environment is how you're, how are you taking care of your body? Are you getting enough rest so your body can rejuvenate? Are you exercising, moving your body daily? Um, are you recognizing like, early signs of illness with your body. So, you know, you may feel like, oh, I got a pain. I got a soreness here or something's just not right. You know, you can def first and foremost, you definitely want to practice preventative care. And part of preventative care is eating right and exercising. Um, But you also want to recognize 
early signs of anything going on with your body. So you can get to your doctor right away and he can help you or, you know, she can help you with trying to determine what's going on with you. The sooner, the better. Um, you know, so for example, sometimes people with cancer, you know, something's not right, but they don't really get checked out for whatever the reason is. Maybe it's because of, you know, lack of insurance, um, or just the fear of knowing whatever the case may be, they just don't get diagnosed sooner than later. And, you know, they go in too late and it could have been treatable, but because they went in so late, you know, there's no like, um, going back of, you know, you know what I'm trying to say? So I'm, um, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Um, another thing to physical environment is definitely eating healthy foods. And I know this is a hard one, especially living in America. You know, we watch good eats, we watch tasty and all these like great videos of people making bacon covered Oreos or, you know, like, (laughs) I don't think there's really bacon covered Oreos, but I do love bacon and I do love Oreos, deep fried Oreos. So that might be a thing, salty and sweet. But my point is, there's so much temptation out there, but if you can just try to stick to some type of diet where you are eating healthy, like 90% of the time, you can indulge in those type of things. You know what I mean? Um, another thing is, uh, part of your physical environment is, are you smoking? Are you drinking? Are you doing drugs? Like you, you need to quit those things so your body can be healthy. So you can have a healthy body long term. Um, yeah. And then also, you know, are you obese? Uh, that's another thing too. That's, that's a hard pill to swallow because I think with, you know, being in America, since so many people are overweight now, it's more acceptable. But at the end of the day, when you really sit and you think about it, how many overweight people do you see living to the age of 90, living to the age of 100? So, We really need to work on our bodies, our physical body. We have to work on, we have to take care of it because it is like a running machine. Um, I know for me, when I wasn't getting enough sleep, I would drink coffee and I would drink tons of coffee because I would only get like sometimes two hours of sleep. But on average, I was getting three to four hours of sleep every single night. Um, it was a good, it was a good night if I can get like five hours. It was no one's fault really, but my own. But the problem was I just wasn't getting enough sleep. And I know I put a lot of wear and tear on my body because of like those two to three years of not getting adequate amount of sleep, um, getting an adequate amount of sleep. Um, plus I wasn't eating the healthiest. So that was hurting my body and my immune system as well. And I wasn't working out consistently. So by me sitting here right now and knowing that I did that to my body for those like two to three years, I know I aged my body. I would love to do that test. I'm not sure if it's like a a blood test or what, but there's some type of test I remember hearing about how it can recognize how old your body is. Um, So even though you may say I'm 30 years old, 
based on, and I feel like it's blood work, but based on whatever this test does, it can show no, like, yes, your physical age is 30, but your biological age is like 37 because you put your body through so much stress and wear and tear. Or if you really take care of yourself really well, you know, you might, your body might be like 27, you know, like you shave three years off or something. So I would love to take that test. I'm, I'm going to try to look that up and hopefully some, maybe on like on, maybe on my Instagram page or Twitter or something, I'll let you guys know what that test is called. So next is our emotional environment. And this one, I think this is it. This is a huge one. I mean, of course, physical is all how you feel on the inside, but your emotional environment takes a huge toll on your mental health because let's see, where do I want to start? Are you practicing stress management techniques? Um, That's one of them. So, you know, um, like meditating, are you meditating? Are you quick tempered? Um, do you let the person who cut you off, get you all riled up and you got road rage, road rage. Now you're stressed. Your cortisone levels are going through the roof right now. Um, you know, a lot of times when people are stressed, what do they do? They eat. And they reach for sugary stuff, sugary snacks. And um, so you have to, you have to woo side out. Um, Once again, like I know for me, I was not practicing any type of stress management. My stress management technique, which wasn't healthy, was to go buy some ice cream and some cookies and I would eat them. Like it made me feel good at that moment. But then once that sugar like high kind of wore off, I was even more tired, which made me even more stressed, which made me even more frustrated and annoyed and just everything else in between those, you know, those negative concepts. Um, Your emotional environment, you need to know how to tune into your thoughts and your feelings. Um, You need to know how to speak up and say what you want, say what you need, um, And I know this can be very difficult sometimes because especially if you are like a stay at home mom, because I know a lot of the stress, a lot of the weight comes from we're a one income family and I don't want to put the pressure on my husband on telling him, I, I don't know, like I want this $200 bag, you know? And I mean, don't get me wrong. There are a lot of women out there who, you know, they are privileged to have their husband make so much where a $200 bag isn't, you know, anything to them. It's just like, you know, like $2 or something. But for those of us who are on a smaller income or who are saving or budgeting, you know, like you, it's harder to try to take care of yourself the way how you probably used to before you became like a stay at home mom. Um, I know with me personally, like, because we were a two income household before my daughter, 
you know, we had pretty much like one check will go to all the bills and the other check was like spending money. So I got to spend pretty much on whatever I wanted, whether it was my hair, my nails, my clothes, whatever. Like I pretty much bought everything how I wanted to. But once we became a one income family, all that kind of went out the window. And even though my husband was like, oh, you can still, you know, purchase this or purchase that. I was in like this zone of, no, I want to make sure I'm saving for my family. And well, I'm gonna be at home with the baby. I don't need to really tend to my physical appearance. Um, And because of that, that did affect my emotional health because I would walk by the mirror and see myself and be like, oh my gosh, I let myself go. Like what's going on? So you have to speak up and say what you need, what you want. Um, and don't be afraid. You know, it's what's the worst that can happen. The other person just says no. And, you know, most of the time you'll try to figure out how to get around it anyway. <laughs> um, let's see here. You got to learn to accept and forgive yourself. A lot of times as mothers, even as wives, we'll make a mistake and we'll dwell on that mistake and we'll put ourselves down and we'll think about how could I do this better? How could I have done that better? Um, but we can't put ourselves down. Um, I have a friend right now who her child is suffering from an allergic reaction and they don't really, really know exactly what it is. Well, they do know what it is, but there's really nothing that the doctors can do to give comfort to the baby because the it's a baby. It's, it's very young. And I've been there. I've been in the ER with my daughter who had an allergic reaction and we waited several hours for her to get a steroid shot that never came. So she's in discomfort. She's crying in the, in the ER. Okay. And we went into the ER at like 12 o'clock at night and we walked out at like 630 in the morning, never seeing a doctor. And the nurses were just like, well, we can't give her a shot because it has to come from a doctor. So I understand the frustration and the pain that my, my friend's going through right now. And she just, she feels like there's just this heavy burden and stress on her shoulders. And hey, sweetie, my daughter just woke up. But at the end of the day, you have to accept and forgive yourself. Like those are some things that she just can't control. They're out of her hands. She, she can give comfort to her daughter as much as she can. But that's about it. Okay, so moving on. Um, the next part of wellness is your intellectual environment. Um, You know, are you stimulating your brain? Are you reading? Are you being creative? Are you just, you know, are you able to do those type of things? Excuse me. Are you learning something new? Um, Are you being challenged? So those are the different things that we have to think about when we're talking about our intellectual environment. Um, I'm trying to think of an example for myself personally. Uh, 
Oh, so during that time, I was trying to learn how to run my business, uh, how to run an online business. So I had to learn a lot of new information and which was getting my business license, a tax ID, um, what is it called? An EIN number, um, trying to create the website from the back end, uh, how to price my items, how to like, there was just a lot of stuff that I was trying to do, not even including like the social media side, as far as like marketing and Facebook and Instagram and all those type of things. So I felt very out of control. I felt like, yes, I can learn this, but I wasn't learning it quick enough because I was trying to do all this on my own while having a newborn. Um, Cause I, I think I officially launched my business in like April. So my daughter was no more than what, six, seven months old. Um, so that was really challenging and stressful. So don't put too much on yourself, ladies. Um, that's what I'm trying to say. I think sometimes we want to do it all and we see other women who appear to be doing it all and we want to be just like them. Um, or we feel like, well, why can't I be like them? Why, why aren't I, why isn't everything flowing the way that it should, like it is for that particular woman? Um, we don't know what's really going on. We don't know that, you know, she hires nannies or, you know, her husband doesn't work and this is her full-time job where she can, you know, run her business or, you know, whatever the case may be. We don't know. But in order to improve on your intellectual environment, um, definitely learn something new or try to perfect something that you've already learned. So for example, like learning a new language. Um, I know me personally, I've learned Spanish. I've learned somewhat, some German, very, very little though. Um, but I can go back and definitely try to, I can't even say perfect. I feel like I need to relearn Spanish all the way over again because <laughs> I had a very hard time with Spanish on rolling my R's. So <laughs> Um, but read, uh, I think we talked about this once before in another podcast, read, find a book. Um, I personally prefer like self-help books, books like that, that can kind of give me more knowledge in a certain area, but just read, you know, read about what's going on in the world, read about geography, read about history, read about art. And there's so many different genres out there, African-American literature, um, just so much psychology. And there's just like a lot of different books. Uh, learn to appreciate art. So once this, I mean, you don't even have to like go to a museum. I think there was a museum I had seen where they said there's a virtual tour. I can't remember which, which museum it was, maybe the Broad, but yeah, um, Google some different museums because I'm for sure now they probably have virtual tours since, you know, everything shut down. And maybe even try to find out like, well, what art style do you really like? Um, do you like contemporary or modern or um, and is it called impressionist? I'm not sure, but you can learn about it. 
Um, you can also do like wine, like try different wines. What do they call it? a sommelier? Um, work on trying to be the best sommelier you can be. Uh, sommelier, I, I believe that's like the people who like taste the wines. They know what region it comes from. They know what year the grapes were harvested and like all that stuff. So that, yeah, that that's pretty intense. Take a course or a workshop in something that you've been wanting to, you know, learn how to do and definitely seek out um, people who challenges you in intellectually. Um, don't run away from those people. Uh, I know sometimes people who are highly intelligent or educated can sometimes come off annoying. So I advise like steering clear from those people, but there's many people out there who are, you know, highly educated and I'm for sure willing to share their knowledge with you and challenge you, um, especially like with politics. Like I, even though I was a political science major, I can't stand politics, at least, especially not today. I'm so happy I didn't get into it, but it is nice to talk to some of my other friends who are into politics and hearing their side and their take of different things. And it has helped me shape my own opinions on things where once before I was just kind of like, no, I believe it's this and this only. So expand your mind. Next is your social environment. Um, how are your friends? How are they treating you? Are they healthy relationships? And it's not just your friends. It could be family too. Um, are they healthy relationships? Are they toxic relationships? Um, are you able to express yourself with these people? Um, yeah. So I'm trying to think of some other things, but your social environment has to be intact because if you're with friends who are always negative and Debbie Downers and what do they call them? Um, gosh, I can't think of the name, but like where they just suck you dry of like good energy. You don't need to be around those people. You want to cultivate healthy relationships, uh, relationships that's going to thrive and grow relationships. That's like we just said before, um, that's going to challenge you. Um, it may not be intellectually, but in other areas, they can challenge you. We have some friends who are, oh my gosh, they want us, <coughs> excuse me, excuse me. They want us, well, I mean, everything's canceled as of right now, but they wanted us to go on this hike. I can't even remember. Is it Sedona? I think it's Sedona, Arizona. I think it's like where Beyonce shot one of her music videos where she had to fly in through helicopter. But they wanted us to go on this hike with them, this walk, this journey, this great adventure. I feel like we were going to be walking through um, like Lord of the Rings because it just the way how they described it, it just seems so far away. <laughs> but it was like an eight hour hike or something like that or even longer than that. And I'm like, no, I need to get my body in a better condition than what it is right now in a much better um, shape and condition for me to endure that type of physical labor. But they are definitely challenging us like physically because they're like, well, let's go hiking at this mountain and let's go do this. And let's do, you know, since everyone's home, let's um, do some type of physical challenge. 
So, you know, definitely get involved with people who challenge you um, in a healthy way. Um, And then also, are you able to share your mind, your skills, your talents with your friends, with your family? Um, I think sometimes like I know for me, I definitely have a communication challenge with uh, members of my family. Um, I can't communicate my thoughts and my ideas and my feelings sometimes because if it's not what this person likes and my ideas or thoughts are different than theirs, they, you know, they have a tendency to get upset about that. So is that a positive, healthy relationship for me? No. And I try to limit my relationship with that person um, as much as I can, but you know, I still love them because they're family, but there's no need for you to put yourself or keep yourself in that negative toxic environment, toxic environment. Um, moving right along, we're going to talk about the spiritual environment. Um, now I know this is probably different for a lot of people. Um, I am a Christian, so I do like to spend time alone with God. I talk to God all throughout the day. I pray in the morning. We pray at night. I do read scripture. I know when I was going through it, I wasn't reading. I wasn't praying. I wasn't speaking to God. And when I had went through therapy with the Christian counselor, that was the first thing on her list. You need to pray. You need to read your word and you need to spend time with God. <laughs> and it was hard at first because I fell out of practice. I'm not going to lie. For a long time, I, you know, I would read my, my Bible every night. I would read a chapter. But once I had my daughter, like even before I gave birth to her, because I couldn't quite get on my knees and pray with the big old belly because we had a really low bed and it was just very difficult. So I would kind of just like lay in bed and do it. And then I think I just started getting lazy. And then once I had her, you know how it is when you have a baby, you're not even, there's no real time, right? There's just the baby's time. So there was never any set bedtime. Like, okay, it's 10 o'clock. I'm going to get in the bed. It was, I fell asleep at seven o'clock, woke up at nine o'clock because the baby woke up. I'm up until 12. I go to sleep again at, you know, I don't know what time. And, you know, you're only sleeping like two or three hours at a time is what I'm trying to say. So I fell out of practice. But when it comes to your spiritual environment, you know, you definitely want to spend time alone and meditate, um, pray. Um, definitely explore your spirituality. What does it mean to you? Um, I think once you kind of have that relationship with yourself and God, you find this inner peace and calmness that you just can't get anywhere else. Um, let's see. Be inquisitive. Let's see. What did I want to say? I just literally lost my train of thought. Oh, be present. Be present in everything that you do. That's a good one. I know I, I'm very challenged by that. Up to the point where I'm still challenged by that, even right now. Um, and I think a lot of people are because we're so heavily used to using our phones, our cell phones, that has everything on it. So we can be watching a movie with our family and our phone goes off. And what do we do? We check the notifications right away. 
Um, So we have to make it a habit to be fully present in the situation that we're in at that moment, which can be hard because especially if you are like working from home or you, you know, run your own business, um, you're trying to grow your business, anything like that, like it's hard to disconnect and focus on your, what you should be focusing on at that moment in time and not on your phone. Uh, Let's see. And moving along to our environmental health. To me, I personally use environmental health like as my home because I'm here at my home majority of my time. Um, But it can be extended out to the neighborhood that you live in to um, are you consciously aware of how you're um, buying and using certain products how you are um, contributing to the earth's waste. Like it can, it can extend to that as well. But as far as my physical home, and I'm just going to speak on that first, I'm a visual person and I personally like for things to be in its place. Like we have a lot of stuff in our home because our home is fairly smaller and there's three people living here. Plus I have my stuff for my business. My daughter has all her toys and I'm like, as long as I can at least have everything in its place of where it needs to be, I'm at peace. However, when things are all over the place and they're not where they belong, um, say my daughter's playing with all her Barbies over here, her Legos over there, she was painting over there, um, my husband's doing his thing over here, the kitchen's a mess, and... I'm trying to do laundry, like all that stuff for me personally, it's like chaos in my mind and I just can't deal with it. So I've been trying to teach my family when you're done doing one thing, put it away, just pick it up, put it away and let's, you know, then you can move on to the next thing. Um, If you're eating, you know, you're done eating, take your plate to the um, the sink right away. And just, even if you can just rinse it out, you know, and leave it there versus we just ate oatmeal and it's been sitting in the sink all day with the crust hardening and it's just so hard to scrub, you know? So for me, that's what I need to make my environment sane and peaceful. Um, You know, but there are other things, like I said, you can do outside your home. Um, A lot of times people don't, they can't really choose the environment that they live in outside of their home due to financial reasons. So yes, you may want to live in this particular type of neighborhood over here, but financially you can't do so. So you're living in this neighborhood and it may not be the type of neighborhood you want to live in, but you can at least create the inside of your home as a safe haven, a safe environment, a restful and peaceful um, place to be. And the last, the last thing I want to talk about for the seven environments of wellness is your occupational environment. Now, this one I didn't really think about too much because I think one, I was out of the workforce. So um, it really didn't affect me, but it did affect me because I was focusing on creating income with creating my business. Um, And so I put a lot of time, effort, and energy into that because I've always been taught, like, 
if this is what you want, you put your time into it, you know, and you'll see results. And I felt like I wasn't seeing results fast enough. I wasn't seeing results at all. And that really stressed me out. So, but for you, it may actually be like your actual career or your job. Um, And like, we know there's a, there's a difference between a career and a job. So are you in the career that you want to be in? If not, what are you, what are you doing? Let's, let's work on exploring different career options. Um, are you in a job that you don't want to be in? What are you doing? Same thing. Let's work on trying to build this career or build your business. So your occupational environment can be stable. You could be happy and satisfied in that. But in order to do that, you have to be open to change and you have to learn new skills. And with this day and age, with the internet, Instagram, YouTube, uh, what do they call it? Skillshare. There's like all these like different platforms out here where you can learn something so specific. You want to learn needle pointing and you want to sell your needle point creations like you can do that. Like you can find a group, you can find a course, you can find something on YouTube that's going to teach you how to, you know, start this skill and you can go further into how do I master this skill? Um, but you also want to look at your own personality, your talents and your interests. If you are trying to change your career or change jobs, if you're not a people person, don't work retail please. You'll save the headache from, you know, the customers and you'll save yourself a headache because clearly we know you don't like your job and it sucks for us because we got to encounter it. So instead, you know, try to do, uh, what do they call it? Like the people who work in the back room, like stock, um, try our inventory. There we go. You know, Try to get a job in the back with the inventory where you're not coming in counter, you're not being encountered with the uh, customers on a daily basis or whatever. Um, so you got to know yourself. If you are a shy person, you may not want to go work at Disneyland because <laughs> you're going to get all these people like coming up to you, asking you questions and, you know, but so you got to know yourself. Um, yeah, I think that's. Oh, um, one more, one more thing. So create a vision for your future. And this is, I think this is good for all stages. Honestly, if you write down your goals and your vision of like where you want to be in the next year to the next five years, to the next 10 years, um, I love kind of finding little notes to myself. Like, and I, I try to make sure I, I make the effort to write the date because sometimes I'll find something and I didn't write the date. And I'm like, wow, I wish I would have known what date that was because it came to fruition or maybe it didn't, you know, but it is fun to realize, like, I wrote this down that, okay, 2020, I'm going to start my podcast. You know, I want to start my podcast. And I wrote that like 2017 because it's been a long time since I've been wanting to do my own podcast, but all right, ladies. So this is going to be a short one tonight. Um, I am kind of hoping I can keep them no more than like 
30 to like 45 minutes. So we'll see how it goes on the next podcast coming up. Um, If you guys definitely have any suggestions on topics or ideas that you want me to talk about, please let me know. Don't forget to hit me up on my Instagram, which is becoming fabulous with T Todd. That is becoming fabulous with T E A T O D D. You can hit me up there. You can also send me a message on Twitter. If you are on Twitter, Um, like I said, I'm trying to get into Twitter. So maybe y'all can help me along the way if you are on it. And yeah, let me know some of your ideas, some of your suggestions. What do you think um, I can definitely improve on with my podcast? So this is episode three. Um, Yeah. So I feel like the flow is coming in a little bit better. My first episode, I I felt like a little giddy schoolgirl, just laughing at every little thing for no reason. (laughs) I mean, I always laugh anyway, but it was just kind of like, okay, she's a little nervous. (laughs) (laughs) So I feel a little bit better now, but um, yeah. So ladies, I hope you guys have a good rest of your day. And please don't forget to share this with other ladies who you think this can possibly help. Um, Remember, this is a community I am trying to build where there's no judgment, but we are just here to help each other to be the best versions of ourselves and to become the best fabulous person we can be. So (laughs) Um, I hope you guys enjoyed this and I will catch you on the next podcast.